0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Ofer Friedman, Chief Business Development Officer of Authentics. We are talking about ID verification. It was only inevitable, I suppose, that there would be a site developed called OnlyFake, but they are not the only place that you can go if you wanted to, to get a realistic AI-generated fake ID. In fact, Ofer, how do I know I'm talking to you?
1: Well, you don't. But let me update you that uh, OnlyFax already has a branch. It's not shut down yet. If you do like the deep dive uh, we've done, you'll know where it's all coming from. You'll see how they react to the resonance they're getting on the market and basically which documents you can get there. But this is not as sophisticated as it could be. Actually, we ran some of their samples on our system. It took a couple of seconds, and they failed on four different things that usually are more in the realm of amateur fraud than professional fraud.
0: Well, that perhaps is encouraging that what is currently being done in terms of deepfakes can be caught by the technology we have now. But as many people have told me, this is an arms race. It's not a static competition. It's a dynamic competition. How do you stay ahead?
1: It's uh, actually very simple. First of all, as a principle, always the attackers are one step ahead of you because otherwise they won't succeed. The only way to close the gap quickly is the way basically our our DNA as a company works, which is think like a fraudster and it comes from the fact that it's not a slogan it comes from the fact that our roots we are the only ones with such roots are in introducing the solutions that you met at the airport and border control and these are environments that are defined as business critical security critical environments where it's enough for one wrong person to be on on the on a plane or to come in you don't want that at the same token I assume you've been flying and I don't think you will recall too many times that the system didn't work. It was too slow or whatever. It usually works because the DNA of how you build the system for those conditions is different. At the same is also applied here. So what we do is very, very uh, simple. Uh, we invest time and resources in hunting down everything they do new and understand uh, if we need not just to improve, but a, a different strategy to detect them. Because right now, the tools you have already available on the market, some of them free, some of them will cost you a little bit, are enough to fool regular systems. AI, deepfake is ripe enough you don't have to do that. Which is why the solution, at least that we uh, developed, has is a sandwich. It's two different layers of defense. One of them is detecting what everyone is doing, like the case, the pictures you just got, your, your IT picture, your face picture, whatever is being submitted. But the other one is hunting down for professional fraudsters, not necessarily by detecting the fraud, but by detecting the way fraudsters commit attacks. So you understand it's a different way of approaching it than just saying, okay, we just found a better algorithm to find deepfake.
0: I understand you've seen already a facial swap tool that can manipulate selfie ID comparisons. This sounds a bit worrying.
1: Well, I told you we actually tried whatever they produce and it, it's being caught. But look, it's going to be better. Let's not elude ourselves. Face warp is basic. You already have, if you do some searches, you learn that there are already new generations like Gaussian fakes that enable you to have even a full body moving 360 degrees with all the texture you want, real time responses, and even abilities to inject that behind cameras. And camera is the basic device that connects. The customer at the end in whatever country to the service provider.
0: I could hold up my passport to you, and you've got my picture, you've got my picture on the passport, but both of these can be changed in real time.
1: Yes, even simultaneously. So it, so it
0: might not be me.
1: Yes. That's why I'm, as I'm always saying, don't trust your senses. That's why you need technology. Until now, and even now, Traditional solutions are relying heavily on humans to help and to control machines because the market wanted passwords. Now, humans will discover what humans can see or hear. That doesn't work anymore. That's why you need to rely on automation. And when you now are trying to defake yourself, you're doing something to the image that originally was captured, right? You are changing it. It is our job to discover those either in real time when we are talking or if it's a regular submission, this is the picture of the ID and the face you just sent. The case you quoted of only fakes is a much more amateurish solution, which would be good for any company who still at 2024 allows someone to upload the picture rather than to hold the picture and to show the face in real time in a live session.
0: This is getting into to complex territory. This is a cost that is unavoidable. If you want to do business in the future and you want to do business with people that you can trust, this is a cost you have to bear.
1: You don't have an option because that cost is coming from reg- regulations, which is basically anti-money anti laundering, anti counter terrorism funding. So you don't have a choice. You have to do something. And if something is wrong, you have to show the regulator that you took all the possible steps in order to prevent that from happening. You don't have much choice, unless it's a small shop, so you can actually look at me and say, I look good, and that's basically it. But companies today, at least companies that we handle, um, are global. The volumes, the range of documents and faces and ages and whatever are infinite. There is no humanly possible way to handle all of it. By someone looking at whatever people send.
0: All right. What are the other specific threats that we can identify? Explain to me what a digital injection attack is.
1: So, first of all, in order to decide it's me, you need, by regulations, my ID facility, ID driving license, passport, whatever it will be, and at least my face, which is a selfie. So, when you have that, That's the only thing you have to analyze. And by regulations, you need to make sure these are real, get the data, and then screen the data and verify the data. That's the basic thing you have. Now, in order to inject, it means that to get this, if I'm sitting where I am and you are where you are, I'm not there. So I need to take a picture. I'll usually be using my smartphone camera, especially if I'm Gen Z, or I'll be using my. Computer, camera. Once you have a camera, you have a digital device run by software, mediated by internet, and there you have those loopholes because you can, if you have the know-how, inject, which means get picture other than the one that your camera would be seeing, inject it to the system as if the camera is the one seeing it, and that's what you have. You have no way of detecting that it's wrong. I actually run a couple of those using freeware. It's that easy. A combination of two tools until last year, and right now you have one tool doing both, doing the deepfake, putting that on top of the picture, and transmitting that through the system as if the camera I have here at the top of my computer is the one seeing it.
0: Let's start with basic building blocks. We, we've already said... This is an unavoidable cost. What's the first thing a company needs to do? What's the second thing? What's the third thing? How do we build up to the right level of security for our business?
1: So the basic building blocks are decided by regulations. It says what you need to do. Okay. You need to get those pictures. You need to get that data. You need to have the data screen. So you need basically a system that has a certain flow in it. On top of it, you need to know what to do. And what to do may be different in different markets and even different industries. Okay, crypto, for instance, we have quite a lot of big cryptos, are let's say more stringently regulated than others. So for instance, a crypto might, might also ask you for a POA, a proof of address document, might be your utility bill, bank statement or whatever. So you understand you have here couple of things. A, a system that runs that process. B, logic behind it. It says, that's what I need. These are the times I can accept things. These are the times I need to reject ones. And also a policy that says, in case X, I need also to ask for something else. Case Y is good enough, etc. And obviously you have to have the system that does as much as it, of it automated because you do not want people to do that. So what you need is a full service provider that usually will be a company like ours that comes from the front end, from the handling of the IDs and the phases, etc., tied also to the data resources against which you need to check and also to provide the business logic layer on top of it. All the rest is be uh, attentive enough because regulations tend to change.
0: Regulations certainly do tend to change and become, at one level, I suppose I was about to describe them as more oppressive. But there are times when I'd like regulation to be a little bit oppressive because that's security for my money. And this is what it comes down to. It's all very well for me as an individual or me as a corporate to have the ability to do what I want with my money online, to do it when I want online. But the main thing I want with my money online is for it to be there when I want to access it.
1: At the end of the day, yes. And we have the benefit of being in that market or in that kind of regulatory environment already for half a decade. decade. So at the onset, all this process was considered friction. People would leave and go to someone else until they found out that wherever they go, it's the same process. So now people are educated and actually are expecting it. And you you have other hurdles to come across in order to do it right. But right now the hurdle of of churn is less of a problem than the hurdle of uh, fraud detection, because fraud is becoming more sophisticated.
0: And there's no getting away from that. And you said yourself, they're always going to be one step ahead. The trick is to be so close behind them that that step's not a long step.
1: It sounds kind of funny, but you better be attacked as much as possible because that's how you discovered what they do next.
0: Thank you very much, Ofer Friedman,
1: Chief Business Development Officer of Authentics.